0: Episode 69 Google and Anthropic. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the ChatGPT Report. I'm your host, Ryan, and today we'll be discussing the ever evolving world of massive companies dumping huge sums of money into generative AI firms. In this episode, particularly the Google Anthropic deal, as well as how to get the perfect map in text image, or not the perfect map, as well as autonomous drones. Ooh, scary. And Mid-Journey doesn't have any huge investors? That's something I had no idea about. And finally, an executive order. So strap in, enjoy the ride. Let's go. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. Before all that, something came down the line right before I recorded, and I wanted y'all to know about it. Sacha Nadali said on Wednesday, who he and Sacha is the chairman and CEO of Microsoft Corporation. He said, "quote People tell us that once they use Copilot, they can't imagine work without it, and we're excited to make it generally available for enterprise users." End quote. Will Copilot change the game, everybody? I've always thought so. So if you're an enterprise user, have fun out there because you're about to be able to have all the fun that us commoners won't be able to. I'm really interested to hear about it, so if you happen to be an enterprise customer, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear more about it. But hopefully our time will come shortly. Today's Small Tactic... In the last couple of episodes, we talked about how DALL-E Midjourney can't garner a realistic map. It'll get close when you put something into DALL-E or Midjourney with the main monuments, but it really is hard to get it to make a realistic map. Jeff Everham wrote in, and if you forgot who he was, we interviewed him back in episode twenty-three. Great interview, but he mentioned this. He he goes into the primary concern and emphasizes that generative models fundamentally operate as pattern matchers, right? Often giving rise to hallucinatory responses. And he drew a parallel to language models like ChatGPT, which can provide answers loosely related to a query, but not always entirely accurately. Similarly, Dolly, when tasked with generating maps, may produce representations akin to a general category, such as a big SETI. But it might not precisely capture unique details like those of New York City. And if you've ever done any of this, it'll capture sometimes the monuments and stuff like that, but then it'll just start making up stuff. Um And Jeff proposes the grounding of the model through additional information in the prompt, and that's the tactic for today. So the way to fix this, what he mentions to do, and, and I tried this as well and get into that, is to ground the model by sending it information in the prompt. If you send Dolly a map of New York City and say overlay this with yada, y- y- you know, whatever, it should take the map that you give and t- use it as a starting point and work from there. And that could give you potentially good results. In the same way, Bard and Bing take search results and send them to the NLLM to get factual information and minimize hallucinations. First off, I want to say thanks for Jeff for writing him and for his information on this. And I think he's on to something for sure, and that it needs an overlay of some type of information. Now, I tried this with New York City, and I got a Google Maps of it. So not many monuments, not much detail. And I tried to get it to make me a map of the place, a true map, very basic stuff. And it gave me a map of Europe but it kept it in the same style at least. So I didn't get very far with it, and I really didn't dig too, too deep, but I think it was closer to the maps than my previous attempts. It at least was somewhat grounded in, hey, this is at least the look we're going for. So it... it, totally didn't, it, it didn't quite fix the issue, but we're getting closer. And Jeff even mentioned that he's like, I don't know if this will you know, help fix the full issue, but we also need to ground it better. So again, I want to say thanks for Jeff for writing in, for kind of giving me an idea for testing this out. I want to hear from other viewers. I haven't heard from too many people on that. Um, honestly, map making probably isn't of top priority to some people, but the small tactic today is to ground your models. It might not work for some map making particularly, but other aspects of it It could do wonders. So today's small tactic is grounding your artwork because maybe it'll work out not for map making, but something else. Take a look at that. Thanks again, Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Today's main topic is Google and Anthropic. Google has made another substantial investment into Anthropic to the tune of about $2 billion, initially providing $500 million up front. And now Google has committed to adding an additional $1.5 billion over time. This investment signifies Google's growing efforts, as always, to compete with Microsoft, who we know is a huge backer of OpenAI. Now, Amazon has also joined the competition, announcing a potential $4 billion investment in Anthropic to bolster its AI capabilities. In its recent quarterly report to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, Amazon also revealed its investment of $1.25 billion in Anthropic note convertible to equity with an option to invest $2.75 billion in the second note, which expires in the first quarter of 2024. Now, I know we said Google Anthropic and I kind of jumped to Amazon, but I wanted you to know there's some other things going on there as well. Now, if you're anything like me, I struggle with thinking about this a little bit. Why would Google, who has a generative AI product out, out there being barred, make an investment into basically a competitor when they can already work on their own product? You know, I, I it, it, it stumped me a little bit. I haven't been able to find much on this topic other than, wow, Google is investing more to take on open AI, but they're not addressing why not put that money into BARD? Well, it goes, uh, what I think here, this is, this is all my thinking here, we, I, I think it goes back to December of 2022. Do you remember when AI was at the top of the news and Google came out with their code red because of the introduction of ChatGPT and Google really had nothing to combat, o- combat open AI and Microsoft? And, you know, BARD was kind of on the back foot there right? So we see them making adjustments and updates, but what we're seeing is that BARD still feels like it lags behind ChatGPT, at least in my opinion. ChatGPT is still my go-to one whenever I need to do something, right? Anyway, so why are they investing so much in the Anthropic and their generative AI software, Claude? Well, here's another reason I think that they might be doing such a thing with Claude specifically, who is developed by Anthropic, is it distinguishes itself from its AI assistants like ChatGPT and Bard through its ability to handle a larger context window around 75,000 words, allowing for prompts with more information, which is crucial for enterprise applications such as natural language query on structured databases. Additionally, Anthropic emphasizes responsible and ethical AI, catering to the enterprise market's need for security and route liability. And Anthropic, we've heard before, aims to remove security and data privacy concerns that have led some enterprises to ban AI models like ChatGPT for internal uses. And Claude reflects a shift towards the enterprise-grade generative AI solutions and broads the generative AI market, albeit with the challenge of monetization, leading to the need of a stronger partnership to compete with major vendors and startups. So, to my thinking is that major companies in banking, tech, pharma, just to name a few, rely heavily on security, keeping customers' information secure. So why not partner with an enterprise company, that can secure that, unlike the BART. I mean, it's Google. Come on, they dig into your information all the time and ChatGPT, which has already been banned at larger customers. So to my opinion, Google is playing the long game here, making footholds in enterprise customers instead of retail customers. It's a smart move because Chat and BARD, I believe, are owning the retail space right now. I really do think they are. And BARD's already on the back foot, like we mentioned earlier, so they need something that's been worked on for years. And Claude's been out there for a couple years. So why not dig into an untapped market? I say that loosely because I know OpenAI is chasing those customers as well, the, the enterprise customers, but they have a different pitch than them and it might work. So if you see Claude in any of the industries aforementioned, you heard it here first, because I really think that might be their customer basis that they're going after. Hey, let's go after the enterprise clients because security is such a big issue and security is a huge issue for those guys. Um, and I Again, for people like us, I give all my information to Google practically, I feel like. So maybe enterprise customers obviously want more security. Now, as a final note, Anthropic's internal document suggested that they need to spend another billion by the end of 2024 to build their next generation model called Claude Next. So they do need money for this. So Google is the perfect backer as well as Amazon. We will see how this pans out. But that is my take on it, is I think... That is why Google threw investments into Anthropics ways, because I think they are going to use them to try and get bigger enterprise customers. Shield AI, a defense technology company focused on AI-driven aircraft, has secured 200 million in a Series F funding round led by the U.S. Innovative Technology Fund or USIT, and supported by investors including Riot Ventures, Arc Invest, and Distributive, and Snowpoint, elevating its valuation to 2.7 billion. Now, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s AI flagship product, Hivemind, enables multiple intelligent aircraft to operate autonomously in high-risk zones without remote control, GPS, or command directives. The company's technology is akin to self-driving cars and be, it can be integrated into various aerospace platforms. Now, they recently introduced VBAT teams, allowing a single operator to oversee multiple VBATs, which can autonomously adapt to changing circumstances and carry out missions without human intervention. The funding will further develop the VBAT team's product and accelerate integration with third-party unmanned platforms. Thomas Toll, chairman of USIT, emphasized the significance of AI in defense, citing global military tensions and praised Shield's innovative AI pilot technology. Ventures also drew parallels between Shield's AI offerings and Tesla's self-driving tech, lauding the company's AI capabilities and growth. Cheapers, how long before we get cargo planes taken over by these types of autonomous vehicles, guys? Also, I think if you're an airline pilot, you're fine here. I'm sorry, but if I get on a plane, I want a human flying it. But cargo might be an, a, another story. Big stuff to keep an eye on out for them. Also, how long before Amazon buys them out? You know, because they then they start using these autonomous drones to just deliver everything. Now obviously this is more military the what shield is doing more military side but it could leak into everyday like shipping services that seems to be the tactic these days is if you're a big company and you just go buy them out and use their tech so i i i think a big group could buy these guys out something to keep an eye on for sure i'll post a video of it on twitter and linkedin as well it, it's pretty cool stuff but that was shield ai <music> Alibaba, the Chinese tech giant, has unveiled the latest version of its artificial intelligence model, Tongye Kuenen 2.0. I don't know if I nailed that pronunciation, but we're going to go with it. As part of its efforts to compete with U.S. tech giants like Amazon and Microsoft, this LLM is designed to enhance complex complex instruction, understanding, copywriting, reasoning, memorization, and prevention of misinformation. In addition to 2.0, Alibaba has introduced specialized AI models for applications in industries such as legal counseling and finance. Now, furthermore, Alibaba has launched the Geni service platform, allowing businesses to create their own generative AI applications using their data, addressing concerns about data privacy. Now, as Alibaba seeks to close the gap with Amazon and Microsoft in the cloud computing and AI space. And uh, they are competing with A, um, Microsoft's Azure and OpenAI Studio, as well as Amazon's web services, Bedrock are the two rival services there. Now, it is expanding its offering and targeting various industry sectors. Now, you don't hear a lot about other markets in the news, but this one's a bit scary, I think, especially coming from China. If you listened to our interview last episode with Jane, you'll remember that this is one of my bigger fears, is who is in control of the input of the data. Now, if the Chinese government has control over what's going into it, that's what concerns me. It's kind of like the book 1984. They re- in the book, they rewrote the history to their liking. Will the Chinese government do that to put themselves in a better light? Eh, I'm sure of it. Nick St. Pierre, or Nick Floats, on Twitter... Although not breaking news, I thought it would be something you, the audience, would like to hear. And this is my first time hearing about it as well. Anyway, Nick St. Pierre, Nick Floats, uh, mentioned on Twitter, made an interesting post, and I'll summarize it for you here. He expressed kind of his bewilderment, and that's the word I would use as well, over the disparities in valuations and investment funding among technology companies. He highlighted two specific instances, with runway achieving a one5 Billion valuation after 140 million Series C round, as well as Ideogram AI potentially receiving 100 million uh, at a 500 million dollar valuation shortly after a 16.5 million seed uh, round. Right, all these companies getting all this money, and Nick was wondering why companies like Midjourney with such a superior product, substantial user base, substantial revenue, and no external investors don't attract significant investments. He suggests that mid-journey's excellence is evident and the fact that the other companies require massive funding to compete with it reflects the investor's desire to secure a share of its success. He said, and I quote, I attend every mid-journey office hours. I get on stage and ask questions, and nobody has laid out a clearer and more compelling vision than they have. Not even close. End quote. And it truly is kind of crazy that they have full control over what they do on the outside with no outside investors, no one to please, just themselves making awesome content and allowing you to join in the journey for a relatively good price. And it's super cool that they're doing it. 100% community funded. You know, I'd love to see the little guy crushing it, even though Midjourney doesn't feel seem like a little guy, they are a little guy compared into these big boys out there. And as an aside, they are making an update currently to their member website. And I wonder how long before they're off Discord. I mentioned in the last episode that Discord is kind of a barrier to entry. So we'll see how long it takes them. I I predict in the next month, before Christmas, by Thanksgiving for sure, I think. Um, So we will see about that. But again, they're not taking any outside investor money. That's wild to me, especially in today's age. (music) And finally, Biden came out with an executive order on AI and safety. And I mentioned it in a post this past week. And if you'd like to read it for yourself, please follow that link and let me know your thoughts. I don't really want to share an opinion on this because whether you like Biden or not, I'd like for you to take it at face value and understand it for yourself. Because let's be honest, in today's age, if you're a Republican, oh, Biden, it's bad. If you're a Democrat, it's good. And if you're a libertarian, you just hate all government. So instead of me telling you what to think, I think you should go take a look at it for yourself. Make your own judgment on it. Everybody, thank you for giving me a listen, rate and review, and subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss a new episode every week on Thursday morning. Check out the website dchatgptreport.com, where you can find you can support me financially. Follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter at chatgptreport. Report. It's the red logo or the purple logo, excuse me. Please send me an email, the ChatGPT Report, one word at gmail.com. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, a great weekend. Stay warm out there, everybody.